Welcome to Mind the Resilience podcast featuring an exclusive interview with Craig Goldberg, founder of Battleground Software. In this episode, we'll be diving deep into the world of resiliency and business continuity management. We'll be discussing Craig's journey from a corporate employee at Deloitte to starting his own company, Business Olympian Group. We'll explore his experiences with building the bamboo product which he sold to Xmatters and his thoughts on evolving resiliency industry and its impact on organizations. Additionally, we'll touch upon the importance of BCM, its key differences in approach between the organizations and how ITDR can aid in BCM efforts. Tune in as we also get advice from Craig for those interested in pursuing a career in BCM. Listen to the podcast for an enriching conversation that will leave you feeling inspired and informed. Hi Craig, welcome to Mind the Resilience podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me here. Great. Uh, Craig, can you tell us a bit about your background and how you got started in your career? And also, if you can please let us know anything interesting about you apart from your uh, professional work. Sure. So I've been doing business continuity, crisis, DR, emergency management, all the resilience things for over 20 years. Um, I started my career um, at the big four, KPMG and Deloitte. And then about 10 years ago, went out on my own um, with different business partners to kind of do resilience my way. Um, But work is not everything I do. Um, I'm a father of four kids, um, one son and three girls, um, which they keep me grounded and, uh, you know, keep me sane when work goes nuts. Excellent. Well, it's always a blessing to have kids at home. I completely agree. Uh, So thank you for your uh, introduction, uh, Craig. So let's dive into the uh, topic. Um, You have been an entrepreneur for a a long uh, time. Uh, That is what I could see from your LinkedIn profile. Can you give us a brief about um, your company Business Olympian Group? And what does its services offer and um, what, what, what actually you do with, uh, uh, with that and uh, what the clients do work with you and what kind of challenges that, that you help them uh, resolve on a daily basis? Sure. So the great um, thing about what I do is I get to kind of do it my way and we learn from our cli- clients. As many of your listeners would know um, if they are practitioners in this space, that the best way to learn and develop is to do the work, see how it goes, see how it's received and adapt and change. And I like to think I've done that throughout my career. And most recently, this week, with the relaunch of our brand under Battleground Group, um, so we've changed. So Business Olympian Group is no longer around and we're now the Battleground Group. And I'll, I'll explain how we came to that. Hmm. When I was at Deloitte, I developed a product called Bamboo, which was really quite unique at the time. It was on BlackBerry's. It was an app that enabled companies to do business continuity. And apps were very, very new. I think it was just maybe the iPhone 4 around. Um, We built it there. We sold it within Deloitte um, to a company called X Matters. And that was a huge challenge, building something, selling it on. And what that taught me was that, one, 
you've got to be ahead of the game. You've got to keep on top of things. You've got to keep developing. And two is that um, you can really enjoy what you do, but at some point you need to be able to let go and Mm -hmm. move on and think about where is best for this product and the things that we do. So after Deloitte, um, which Bamboo kind of gave me the spring springboard to move, um, I started with a colleague of mine doing business continuity crisis management for um, clients around the world. And we started to put our own work online. So, you know, we wanted to do BIA, sick and tired of doing Excel, put it online. Then we started to exercise. Let's build an exercise tool. And these tools came together and clients started to say, well, why can't we use these tools? And Battleground was born. So the Battleground suite of tools was all about how do we consult and how do our clients use that for their own good? So Battleground's now grown, um, hence why we've now become the Battleground group, because it's all about bringing together the consulting we do with the system we've built. It does BIAs, plans, mobile apps, um, simulations, incident management, two-way emergency messaging, forms and sit reps, um, uh, and chat. And the whole idea is when, when we consult, we learn from our clients and we build that into the so- software so that everyone benefits from that. It's fun, yeah. it's exhausting, and it's energizing. Absolutely, uh, great, great uh, points here, Craig. So, so I, I want to, you know, uh, like cut it out in three different sections. Like, I want to go sure. from um, your start, like your uh, time in Deloitte, and yep. uh, and and then we'll move on uh, how you uh, you know were grown uh, to an entrepreneur. So, my 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 question or uh, uh, the 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 interesting question that we wanted to ask you is how did you transition from a corporate employee in Deloitte uh, in starting to starting your own company? Like uh, uh, what was the moment and was there any particular moment or realizations that led you to take the leap? And were there any challenges that you faced in your early days when sure. starting your uh, you know uh, business? Very good qu- question. And it wasn't easy. And what, one of the key things that happened was um, a realization mm. that what I was doing at Deloitte didn't really fit the firm and the, com- mm. and the company. And talking to my clients, who I think, you know, when you have clients and you consult, if you can have good relationships with them, they become kind of part of your life, right? They become yeah. more friends and, and yes. confidants. So I talked a lot to my clients. I talked a lot to fellow partners in Deloitte um, and my family and realized that moving out on my own was the best option for my own growth Mm. and for my clients. Mm. It was a massive step. It was was challenging. It happened in December just before Christmas, and I had the whole of January where there was nothing. I didn't know what I was going to (laughs) do. But, you know, I believed in what I was doing. And I thought with some sayings I have in my life, one of them is JDI, just do it. Right? <laughs> I kept saying to myself, just do it. Just give it a chance. Yes. It took about six months to get the confidence, get my methodologies built uh, my own way. 
and to get out of that corporate mindset into small business entrepreneur mindset. Mm. Uh, but once I got going, I haven't looked back. Mm. Excellent. So if I can ask you uh, for a budding entrepreneur who wants to be, you know, moving or, or starting his own startup, especially in the resiliency industry, what advice and tips that you will give uh, for that uh, person? And uh, is there anything that he can know in uh, advance so that he doesn't do those mistakes uh, that you might have mm. faced in the initial stages? It's not easy. And I, I go through this when I hire staff because some of them are coming out of corporate and want to consult and, and we bring them in and kind of train them up and teach them. One of the key things that I think is changing your mindset. Mm. When you are a consultant on your own or an entrepreneur building product, mm. you have the opportunity to do things differently. Mm. So don't sit back and just do things like you've done it before. Don't sit back and do it like you've done it in your old company, mm. take the opportunity to innovate, to think outside the square, to do things differently, and most importantly, mm. listen to what you're hearing in the market mm. because that really will drive your success in the future. Mm. But one of my big bugbears, if you like, when I see people transition is where all they do is they take what they've always been doing under a brand name mm. and they just do it themselves. And I, I just think that we have so much opportunity in the resilience um, industry to, mm. in, to innovate and change mm. and do things differently to how we've always done it, that mm. our pe people must really seize that chance and give it a go. JDI, just do it. <laughs> Excellent. Um and and i also wanted to uh, ask you craig as well like even when you were in deloitte uh, you developed something uh, some some software called bamboo and you were i mean i mean i've not heard someone who has developed a s software within the corporate a big corporation and then selling it to another company and what advice would you give someone who is already in a corporate and how can how can they innovate within their corporate and you know maybe they may not be able to achieve the level that you have done it like you know selling it uh, to someone else but how they can innovate within the corporate and uh, you know how they can motivate themselves to come up with new ideas and build softwares yeah that's a really interesting one because one of the reasons that bamboo works so well is i had the backing of the firm. I mm. had a, a fellow partner who drove me to do it. I had some of the CEOs and the CFO and the CIO telling me to give it a go. Um, and I really had the back backing to innovate. It was one of the bases on which Deloitte was going down that path is how can we innovate the products we do and build things. Mm. But it wasn't easy. And you had I had to overcome a lot of hurdles because not every corporate is cut out to building product yes part of the reason we sold bamboo is we realized we got to a point with it where we we realized that it had outgrown what deloitte could offer it needed something outside of a big firm mentality to go to the next step hmm. so my, my biggest advice is understand what's possible in the company you're in make sure you have um senior leadership backing to do it Mm. and recognize when it's time to let go and move that product on for the benefit of the product wow excellent great points um uh, uh, great so let's now uh, discuss about the current 
software that you have built which is the battleground software i want to go deep into it and understand how it's helping the organizations uh, what are the key features or the capabilities of the software you've already touched upon it does a lot of uh, you know work on the bia and all these things but mm. can you go a bit deep um uh, how it's going to help the organizations and and uh, what are there any challenges that the organization specifically face that you build in your software and are there any automations or uh, any other features within that capability which will be very useful for enterprises be it small medium or large enterprises yeah so battleground is my brain <laughs> in an online system right and it's it's been developed with the practitioner in mind so <clears throat> The web interface is all about thinking, what does someone working in the industry, what does a business continuity manager or risk manager or a crisis manager need at mm. their fingertips to manage their resilience framework and journey? And it's all about a one-stop shop for all of your resilience needs. Mm. Um, so if we think about a typical life cycle, right, we've got our BIAs, recovery strategies, plans, training, testing. Why should someone need to go to different systems to do that? Or why should they need to have some in Excel, some in Word, some online? Let's just put it all online. Excellent. And that's really that's really what drives everything that we do. Hmm. Um, so un, under the hood, it's fully SaaS. Hmm. It's designed, highly availability um, in the cloud, in an app where if the app goes offline, it still works. Um, it's designed to be multi multimodal, so you can communicate on email and SMS on push messages all around the world. Um, we really use best of breed programming languages and frameworks, mm. and constantly build. So it's um, one tech for every company. Mm. Everyone gets to benefit from each other's uh, new developments, mm. um, and. It's, a, it's available anywhere you go, and it should be able to do everything a client wants in any sort of incident. That's the mindset. Wow, excellent. Is there anything similar in the market, uh, Craig, or, or is it something like, I know it's your brain, but uh, <laughs> what is your uh, competitor is all about? Like, uh, Do we know anything about that, or is it yeah. something unique uh, which you have built? I, I, I think it's u- unique. Our competitor in analysis hasn't found a similar product that does everything end-to-end. Mm. You've, you often get products that do one thing really well. Mm. We like to think we do everything pretty pretty well mm. because if I want the best-of-breed incident tool, I can't mm. have the best-of-breed BIA tool and I can't have the best-of-breed inter-emergency notification tool. But what I can have is a one-stop system mm. that does everything well. And for everything for what I need, right? So the other saying I have is kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Absolutely. (laughs) And that is built throughout the system. You know, often we see people do BIAs and they Mm. ask a thousand questions of which 10 are relevant. Mm. So we ask 10 relevant questions, Mm. right? So Battleground is all about saying, what do I need? to be compliant in business continuity, crisis and incident management, or DR, and how can I get that online in the simplest, easiest-to-use way? Mm. And so far, I haven't seen a product that 
does it um, in the same breadth and depth that Battleground does it. Wow, excellent. What is your future for the Battleground software? Are you working on something, uh, adding uh, on whatever the features that we have in the Battleground? Uh, can you give us some information about your future for this product? Sure, we are constantly innovating. I think we have about 100 open ideas that we're working through. Um, the most recent one is building in post-incident reviews so that you've got the full life cycle. Because um, as, as you can imagine, having worked through the life cycle of an incident from preparedness and the planning to response and recovery, at the end is the post-incident review. If you can't do that in the same system, what's the point? Yeah. So we're building part of that into it. Um, and then over time, we will expand to go wider into risk management and other compliance mm. areas. Um, but keeping the same singular mindset of does this benefit business continuity crisis incident DR? Because that's really our focus. Very nice. Um, is your tool can also be used during the real world situation of the crisis? Or is it only absolutely. for the planning uh, that is uh, can be used? Can you give some light on that? Yeah, ab ab absolutely. So if if a plan is information you need when something goes wrong, mm -hmm. when you activate that plan into an incident, that's where it really comes to life, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So what our app does is say, okay, here are my plans, but if I want to activate them, you press the big green button <laughs> and that sends an alert out to say there's an incident and plans can be activated. Teams automatically get messages. They automatically get brought into video and conference calls. They can see their checklist. They can tick off when tasks are done, and it's all centrally managed mm. with logs and incident logs, and it's all compliant in that um, all the data is secure. So afterwards, you can see what happened when it happened, mm. um, and that's where it really comes to life and really comes to its own. It was used in COVID by many of our clients to manage outbreaks. It's been used in bushfires. It's been used in um, IT out outages. It's been used um, in aged care when things have gone wrong. So it's been used in many, many different industries um, to manage different styles of incidents. But really the feedback is it simplifies it. It means I can be anywhere in the world and something goes wrong and I can communicate I can see what I need to do. I don't need to worry about do I have my paper plan or do I have phone numbers because it's all in the Battleground app. Excellent. Wow. Um, again, I think uh, what I have seen is like, you're right. Not It's not, uh, you know, uh, for a corporate, they may not have multiple uh, tools in one single bucket they have mm, to at yeah. least in my organization right so we refer for our ba in a, in a separate tool and for crisis we go for some other tool for communicating and uh, you know it's it's a tedious process right uh, to to first to understand that new tool um, how it works exactly and after that uh, you know putting the information into it by working with multiple teams you know ensuring that their bias are inside it and then a completely different tool to use when there is a crisis Right. So like sending the notifications and all. So yeah. I think you have a point here and uh, you have done a good innovation here, uh, Craig, like bringing all the disparate, uh, you know, uh, modules of what exactly the business continuity requires and then putting it across one tool. I think it's a it's a good achievement. I think, uh, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a great one. So well done, Thank you. Uh, Craig.
Thank you. Yeah, we, we love it and, and our clients love it. And, and because we use it ourselves for the, mm. for the consulting work we do, it really um, innovates the whole time. And it's something we're very passionate about. As you can hear, I could talk about this stuff for hours. <laughs> I can see your passion, you know, whenever I speak to you. <laughs> so, so great, great uh, conversation here. So, Craig, I want to move uh, on from here. Uh, let's talk on uh, generic business continuity and how the market is all about, right? Um, so my next question or my next uh, you know, discussions with you is, how is the resiliency industry evolving? And what are your thoughts on its impact on the organizations? Um, have you seen resiliency industry evolve in your course of your career? Are there any trends do you see emerging in the near future? Yeah, great question, great topic. And I think it has definitely evolved over time. Um, if we think back to the early 2Ks, um, just after 9-11, where we saw a resurgence and, and people started to understand, hmm, I think there's a need here for some plans to regulators starting to say, well, regulatory-wise, you need to have these documents in place for when something goes wrong, if you're financial services or mining or resources or critical infrastructure. So we've definitely seen a focus more on, resi on resiliency. Hmm. But I think to me, the key thing is we need to be able to show the value back to the business. We hold a lot of really good data in resiliency. We also have a really good understanding across the business of how it works. And our, cha our, cha our challenge in our industry is how do we make people realize that? And how do we feed it back to the company so that they can see the value themselves? Um, I've seen articles written about what is the ROI of resiliency or the ROI of business continuity and crisis management. That's really difficult, right? Because we are, we're, we're kind of a taker. We're a cost. Yeah. How, however, to me, the ROI is what data value do we have? Hmm. In the age of data, we hold a lot. And we can really add value back to IT with the, with the RTOs and RPOs and IT application usage or to vendor managers about how a third party is used because we know that from the BIAs. Hmm. Even the time critical information can feed into risk about what are some of the critical areas we do and the critical individuals we have. So to me, the biggest trend is the data hmm. and how we use it. Excellent. And then I think the next the next challenge mm. is how do we adapt post-COVID? Mm. Um, business continuity for a long time was all about loss of sight. Yes. And what do we do? But So the whole world lost their sights in COVID, right? Everyone worked from home. That's kind of a moot point now. So yeah. what's the next iteration? What's the next thing? I think it's got to do with IT. We are mm. so reliant on IT. Mm. Because we work from home, if IT goes down, it's not like we can just walk around a desk or hop in a conference room and try mm. work out our manual workarounds. They need to be documented beforehand. Mm. Um, and that, to me, is the big next step, is documenting these manual worker workarounds and thinking about loss of IT scenarios mm. for whatever reason. Mm. What do you think about technology impacting resilience in the recent years? Like, uh, what any role that do you see the technology is going to play in our resiliency industry? And what do you think are the biggest challenges uh, that 
we in the resiliency industry face and how can the business and individuals prepare for them maybe a good uh, piece or any any uh, suggestions that you wanted to give yeah for yeah for sure so um to me about being being prepared is staying relevant make sure mm-hmm. you stay relevant within your business keep on top of what's going on listen to what people are talking about mm-hmm. and see if there's any value we can add um i think tech is going to play a big a big part mm-hmm. especially because we're working from home mm-hmm. and we're we're remote mm-hmm. you need to have tech intimately involved so you can reach people you can give them their plans on phones you can manage things re- remotely i think that that's kind of linked with the mm-hmm. whole thing mm-hmm. excellent okay uh, craig um let's move uh, the let's move to the basics of the bcm as well i, I want to hear from you um in your experience working with variety of organizations like what are the key differences that you have observed in the approach to the business continuity management for an organizations do the factors like size industry risk appetite influence an organization's approach to bcm are there any challenges that you face mm. when implementing the bcm for different type of industries i think all of those fa- factors you mentioned play play into it the biggest one to me is the compliance need mm. are we doing this because we have to mm. or we're doing this because we want to right those companies that do because we have to mm. um often have you know a compliance need i must i must i must mm. and therefore you're really just ticking the box often Yes. Those that do because we want to, they're the places where you can add value because they want to see innovation, they want to see how you can do it better because they believe they need it. Our challenge is to get those compliance-based industries mm. to understand the value of it so that they will want it as well. Mm. Um so I think regulation is is a big part of this, mm. but what we need to do is not allow that to dampen mm. what we can do mm. uh and diff- different industries often often react differently right those that have a big life safety issues mm. will see the benefits more um those that really don't deal with that more compliance based and mm. then there's those that you kind of talk to and go there's no point because you're really only doing this to tick a box and yeah. let's just do the min- the minimal minimal we can to get away with it Mhm yeah exactly i mean you're right absolutely right it's you have touched upon a very key point on compliance it should not be a tick box but exactly how, how exactly as an organization we are resilient and we are maturing our resiliency is very important rather than just having a tick box in place so completely agree okay um let's go deep into that as well uh, uh, craig what are the key components of a bcm program program according to you and how do they work together to ensure that the business continuity can be there in an event of an disruptions can you give us an overview about the bcm entitles and why it is so important for an organizations to have a bcm in place yeah <laughs> so my my view of the world i like to think of the world as a star the bcm world as a star <laughs> if you think visual visualize a four pointed star yeah you've got emergency management on the one side business continuity on the other side crisis management on top and it disaster recovery at the bottom right four four points and in the middle of that 
mm. is communications. Mm. Those five components to me are the key ingredients in a business continuity life cycle mm. and, a key, and, and, and a program. Mm. You need to have those five components working together, mm. right? If emergency management is not linked into crisis when something goes wrong, mm. then it's going to fail. Yeah. If crisis can't lead to the recovery in business continuity, it's not going to work. And if IT disaster recovery stands alone where you don't have business continuity plans to support that, mm. then that's not going to work either. Mm. So that's why I always say the BCM star, if you don't have all four sides, what's a three-sided star? It's a triangle. <laughs> we're not the BCM triangle. We're the BCM star. Yeah. You need to have all four sides working with communications in the middle there. That's great. Actually, you give a very, uh, you painted a very good picture, uh, Craig, like, you know, bringing all the things of a BCM, not, we should not say BCM, as a BCM program, like the yeah. four uh, different uh, stages, or I would say four different topics, and how it is very important that we all align those four topics into one single program so that we have a resilient organizations excellent thought i think again the the the, the audience in, in our podcast are going to have a great value on whatever the points <laughs> that you have told right. so uh, great uh, great thought process and you know that's how we should think when you go in and then do the bcm for a, for an organizations well done thank you okay um since you know uh, my favorite topic is ITDR, right? And so I want to ask you, uh, you know, especially on that topic, um, can you discuss uh, some common challenges that the organizations face when implementing BCM, and how ITDR can help uh, address those challenges? Uh, do you see any way out, or like um, anything that the uh, ITDR can assist the BCM program and? Do you have any tips and tricks to ensure that this ITDR is going to help a BCM program for an organization? That's a really good question. And the reason it's a really good question and something we can talk about is because IT too often mm-hmm. se- separates themselves from business continuity or comes at business continuity from a purely IT focus. Mm-hmm. And that's dang- dangerous because business continuity is wider than ITDR. But there is so much value that IT can give to business continuity. So if we think about a BIA, like let's go to the basic form, right? The basic building block. You do a BIA, you understand what you do, and you understand the IT applications that you use to do that work. Hmm. And then you're asking, so how quickly do you need the IT application and how much data can you afford to lose? And what's your manual workarounds? IT, the ITDR function can use that information to feed what they do. But more than that, if IT is willing to come and in here and listen and be involved in BIAs, mm. they can actually feed back to the business in real time mm. where there are gaps or mm. where the DR plans may not suit what the business has said, right? Because often the business doesn't fully understand what IT yeah. does. Even the apps they use, they say, oh, I use SAP and need it immediately. Hmm. Well, do you really need SAP immediately? If you understood what's involved in having SAP immediately, you may change that opinion. But often we find bringing IT along on that journey to come to meetings to feed that information back to the business Hmm. 
is really hard. So my advice is be open to getting involved in BAAs, be open to hearing mm -hmm. what the business has to say mm -hmm. and educating the business on what does DR actually mean and mm -hmm. what's the cost of it and what's the implications of it. Because mm -hmm. going to DR is not easy, as we know. Mm -hmm. It should be like a last resort in most mm -hmm. cases. Yeah, uh, very important point because um, people in IT work in silos. They don't talk to the business a lot. Exactly, uh, exactly. It's very important that why at the first instance the disaster recovery has been built and what kind of uh, applications or uh, you know uh, any other module that you are supporting as part of the ITDR, how it's affecting the business, what is the value add? You should understand that and then you know maybe design or uh, you know uh, come up with a solution which can assist the business. What we normally see is. You know, they just go and design, okay, this is my application, I'll go ahead and design. But is it adding value during my crisis? Is this the applications that has to be come up first? Those kind of analysis, they rely maybe on a BCM team or someone else to give them. But it's also very important for IT resiliency person to understand how it's impacting the business and ensuring that, you know, is uh, able to come up with the solutions. Valid point. And I see a lot of people missing that in the current IT resiliency industry, Craig. So, well done. Exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, I want to uh, ask you, uh, you know, some, some interesting uh, thing. Can you share any advice for individuals who is pursuing their career in BCM? What advice would you give to someone who is really interested but don't have the knowledge or uh, you know the skill set and how can he or she can develop that skill set to get into the resiliency industry? Yeah, really good, really good question. And I love that question because we need more people in the industry. Hmm. Um, I look around at job availability and who's out there. And there's not that many or they've been around a very long time. And I think... Fresh blood is important. Hmm. My biggest advice is you don't need to know business continuity when you start out. What you need to do is have be open-minded about, I, th I think, about risk management hmm. and about operational issues. And from that, you can learn. Find someone to, to, to get taught under. Hmm. Um, go online and read. But understand that when you get into the weeds, when you get to start doing this stuff, you need to have an open mind. Mm. One framework will not suit everyone and one framework will not suit every organization. Mm. Um, but I really think it's such a fun and interesting um, industry. Mm. We just You just have to be open-minded. Yeah. It's not doesn't have to be dry. I often get told, oh, it's such a dry thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be dry. You can make it fun. You can make it interesting. You can add value back. You just need to be willing to give it a shot. Mm. Um, give it a give, give it a go, guys. It's really it can really um, enhance how a business operates, and mm. you know it's very rewarding when you see your plans come to life and and used in, mm. in real life. Mm. Do you recommend any training or certifications for someone joining new, Craig? I personally do not <laughs> rec recommend it. I think on the job training is the best and trial and error and finding different ways to do it. I haven't found a certification yet that I think mm. really enables you to grow and think. Mm. A lot of the certifications out there force you down one path of thinking. Mm. 
Mm. And I don't believe that is what our industry should be doing. Very interesting and a valid point. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial, perhaps. Yeah, okay. All right. So I think, Craig, we have come to the end of our podcast. It's been um, a great chat. Thank you so much. Okay. How can someone contact you if if someone wants to get in touch with you? What is the best option? And before we yep. end, do you want to give any personal or any information that you want to share to my audience on anything that you would like? Thanks, thanks, Ramki. Yes, go to battleground.com.au. Mm. It's our new website for Battleground Group. Um, you can learn all about our consulting work, about our software. Get in touch with me. I'm happy to chat to anyone about anything to do with this topic. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, I think the best best thing is give it a go. Mm. J D I. Right? <laughs> Just do it. Do it. Trial things. Give software a shot in your business. Trial it. Mm. Doesn't have to be a big investment, but it can change the way that you do things for the bet for the better. So battleground.com.au. I'll put all the links in my show notes for anyone who wants to refer and contact you, Craig. Thank you. Anyway, I think it's one of my best podcasts. I would say in my short career as a podcaster, so uh, I had fun talking to you, Greg. Me too. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Uh, have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.